You're listening to Words of Encouragement, the preaching ministry from the pulpit of the First Baptist Church of Winsboro, Louisiana. Good day to you. I'm Pastor Craig Beeman. And today, we're going to be looking at the role of a Christian in this world. What is the role of a Christian? What is he or she as a Christian to do? What are you to do in this world? What is your role? The role of a Christian in this world. Today, on Words of Encouragement. There are so many causes that you can be a part of in our world. Uh, And every person I do think chooses their cause to live for. Some people spend their entire lives uh, fighting for civil rights. Some live their lives seeking to make life better through representing the people in an elected position. Some people, that's that, you know, and we call them career politicians. (laughs) But some of them actually, I still believe some feel they can make a difference and change the world and want to be in positions, uh, elected positions. I really still, I may be dumb, but I I believe that. Uh, And you may disagree. And as again, again, you're an American and you have a right to disagree. And we must remember that. Uh, Others uh, seek to live their lives, making the world a, a better place through protesting unjust behavior. The Christian, the Christian has a cause that sits on top of all of those that I just mentioned and many more. It may include some of those causes. But the main cause a Christian is to live for is that of sharing the gospel. That's who a Christian is. And so how they do it, how they share the gospel, that's something you have to decide in your own mind, for yourself, under the direction and leadership of God. How does God want me to share the gospel? Well, Brother Craig, I love sports, and I'm in sports, and I'm a professional athlete. How do I share the gospel? Well, my goodness, Tim Tebow is a good example. There are others. There are others in our world that are professional athletes that are sharing the message of the gospel in the locker room, how they treat each other in the locker room, how they treat each other on the field, they're thinking, how can I share Jesus? And so that's what's happening, and that's what I think God wants us to do. But the sharing of the gospel comes before any other cause that a Christian may be drawn to or participate in. In fact, some of those, if we're real, if we're honest about this, some of the causes, some of the causes do fit in line with the gospel of God loving everyone, God loving all people. And so some of those causes fit in with that, but the main cause that a Christian lives for is that of sharing the good news. I'm going to ask you if you are willing and able to stand in honor of the reading of the Word of God from John's Gospel, chapter 1, verse The Bible says he was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. May the Lord lead us to understanding of his word today. You may be seated. Well, there was a man, a man that God sent. John 
was his name. In verse 6, it says, There came a man sent from God whose name was John. So this John the Baptist was sent by God. He was the forerunner of Jesus. In other words, he prepared the world. His job was to run ahead and prepare everybody because, hey, what? guess what? Jesus is coming. Guess what? Jesus is coming. And so that's John's job. That's what he's supposed to be about. So he is sent by God to prepare the world for the coming Christ. God's plan of redemption. God's plan of making the passageway to heaven. God's plan of forgiveness of sins being made possible included sending John ahead of time to prepare the people. They needed to be in the right state of mind to hear it. They needed to be, to be ready to hear that Jesus was coming. Their hearts needed to be able to receive what God was going to share with them. Here we see in this the pre-planning wisdom of Almighty God. Reminded once again here in this passage, God is in control. The pre-planning wisdom of God, He's got it all taken care of. Look, everything's going to flow like God wants it to flow. It's going to be okay. But this is a sign right here that God is in control. We see Him fully aware of human behavior and thought. He knows His people have been waiting for the Messiah. He knows they've been longing for Him. The the, the Jewish people knew a Messiah was coming, and it was the Messiah, and they were watching, they were waiting, they were wanting to see Him, and hoping they would be alive when He came. And so God knows that they're waiting for this time to come, and He sends John out and says, Guess what? You go tell these people, you go get them ready, because the time has come. Luke's gospel shares with us that John was sent as the forerunner, uses that uh, phrase, of Christ. In the same way, you and I, if we have accepted Christ into our hearts, we are forerunners for Jesus. When a person has Him in their heart and is born into the family of God, they become a forerunner for Jesus. Have you heard? He's coming again. He's coming again, and so you and I as believers have been given the position of going to tell people, preparing people, preparing them for His coming. We've been given that role, that responsibility. We've been sent to tell the world. You've been given the title of ambassador for Almighty God, the creator of the universe. An ambassador simply shares the message they've been told by the one who's in charge to tell. We're to tell the gospel. We're to share the gospel. You and I are to do that because God has commanded us to. And because we care. We care whether people go to heaven or whether they they go to hell. We want them to go to heaven. And so we share the good news. We have been sent by God. That's the first thing I want us to see. You were sent by God into this world. Well, John was a witness The first part of verse 7 says he came as a witness to testify about the light. He came as a witness. Earlier in this chapter, we find out who the light is. The light is Jesus. And so John obviously is to go and share about Jesus. He is the one, Jesus, who shines in the darkness. Look, look back up at verse 4. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. 
In Jesus, there is eternal life. In Jesus, there is spiritual life. In Him, those attributes become ours when we accept Him into our hearts. They have spiritual life. A person has a spiritual life. A person has eternal life if they've given theirs to Christ. If they've asked Him to come in and to forgive them of their sins. They are adopted into the family of God. Adopted into God's family. John has a mission. He is living out his role as a witness for Jesus. This means that above all, all he does, all he says, reflects on Christ. All he does, all he says, reflects on Christ. That's pointed at me too. The way we live our lives in this world points to Jesus. Oh, but Brother Craig, I may not say anything about God to someone else, but your life is pointing to Jesus. The picture of Jesus for someone else is being painted in how you live. What kind of painting are you painting for others to look at? Are they looking at you and saying, well, I just thought, well, my goodness, I guess I, guess I can do that too. They're doing it. They go to church, but I see that they're doing this and this and this. I see they're doing something even illegal, but I guess it's okay because they go to church and maybe that really doesn't change anything about them. We are pointing to Christ whether we are doing poorly or we're doing in, in a way that just is shining. For Christ. If John the Baptist had Facebook or Instagram, his posts would reflect his relationship with Jesus and his mission. His posts would not be argumentative, his posts would not be running out there and just, you know, blasting everyone else. His post would be about Jesus, his post would point to Christ. That's what he would do. These words witness and testify are both Old Testament courtroom uh, words where the truth of a matter would be established on the basis of multiple witnesses. John was not the only one who uh, who testified about Christ. John was not the only one in the Bible who went around and said, Oh, he is Jesus. He is the Messiah. It's him. He is the Messiah. He's not the only one who did that. The woman at the well did that. You remember that story, as well as the, just the works of Christ himself pointed to him as being the Messiah. The crowd that followed him, that believed and followed him, the Holy Spirit testified in the hearts of people, this is the Christ, it's him, this is him. When Jesus left his disciples behind, he told them that as they were going, they were to baptize, they were to baptize They were to make disciples of all nations, but then to baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that he had commanded them. This work, this mission that was given to John, this this life mission, this, if you want to put, say the word cause, but this mission that John was given has been given to all who trust in Jesus. We're to prepare the world For the return of Christ. Our mission is not a mission in addition to other missions or causes. Our mission is the mission. It is our mission to carry out in this world. 
We are to carry it out in, a, in everything that we do, everything that we say, how we live ought to show people Jesus. Even if we have to stand six feet away from them. We can show them Jesus. It's still possible. Don't let that hold you back. Don't let that stop you. So how are you living out the sharing of the gospel? Have you figured out with the Holy Spirit's help how to be a witness for Christ in this world? What talents has God given you? Is it preaching? Is it needlepoint? Is it woodwork? Is it sports? Is it computer graphics? Is it the gift of hospitality? Is it the gift of entertaining others? What is it that God has given to you that you can use to point others to Him? As we live our lives, we're to do that. We're to use, take what God has given us. And He's given each one of us talents. Some of us speak very well. Some of us are grammatically incorrect with every phrase we use. (laughs) So maybe that's not... But hey, maybe that doesn't matter. Maybe because you do not speak correctly as as, as the English teachers teach us, maybe because you don't, God is going to use you to talk to others. Because they will hear you better when you speak like they do. God has given us talents. God has enabled us to do things other people can do, but sometimes not as well as you. And so you use what God has given to you to share the gospel, to share Jesus with others. Be a witness and testify of Jesus to others. You were set as a witness to testify about Jesus. So was I. We were sent to testify. Well, the last thing, John was sent so that others may believe. The second part of verse 7 says, so that all might believe through him. Here we find the reason we are to witness. It's not just something the preacher has, so that the preacher can talk about it all the time. It's not busy work for us while we're here. It's not busy work. It's not mindless work that we do without any heart behind it. This work has been given to us because people are going to die. And when they die, they're going to go to hell unless they've been given the opportunity to accept Christ as their Savior and Lord. That's why we share. They need to know who Jesus is. It's a matter of of eternal life or eternal death. Our hearts should beat with that of God's. Our hearts should ache for those who are stumbling around in this world with no direction and who have grabbed up a cause to save the elephants or save the whales or save the oceans. I saw two commercials yesterday in a row. Uh, for an, you had an opportunity, I think, was to, to save wildlife. And I think it was to save dogs. But it was two in a row, elephants, wildlife. Uh, that, that was included in that. And I thought, wow, two in a row. And, and you know, of course, you could give your money. And, and I'm not against those causes at all. Uh, but my goodness, people need to know who Jesus is. They need to have that opportunity to accept him or reject him. They need to have that opportunity. And that's first and foremost in our lives, in our minds, in our hearts. It should be. A heart should ache for those who need direction. According to God, all people deserve the right to have the opportunity to hear and believe. 
all people. Jesus died for them all, red and yellow, black and white. They are all precious in His sight. Because of that truth, He desires to give all the opportunity to hear you and I as a witness as we testify about Christ. We've been sent so that others may have the opportunity to believe. Look at verse 8. It says, He was not the light, but He came to testify about the light. I love this. John knew who He was. He knew He was not the light, but He knew that He was to testify about the light. Just in case anyone might think, I can save someone. I can't, you can't. John points out that he is just the messenger. He is just the one in whom they... He is just pointing to the one in whom people must put their faith and trust. He's just pointing to Jesus. That's all he's doing. That's all John's job, position is. He's not the Savior, but simply a messenger who brings the message of salvation. That's very important for us to remember. It's very important for me to remember. Too many of us place the burden of the lost on our own shoulders in a way that we feel like we're just a total failure if we say something to someone about Jesus and we actually explain the gospel that He died for them on the cross and that He was punished for their sins and that he died, was buried, rose again on the third day, and lives with God in heaven. If we share the good news of the, mes- of the message of the gospel, that they too can believe, they can trust in Christ, and have God forgive them of their sins, and have a place in heaven for them when they die. If we share that message and they do not accept it, we sometimes feel like, well, we just messed up. We are not the Savior. We can't change hearts, but God can. Our role is to share the message. They hear the message. God speaks to the truth of the message. And then that person must make a decision. Do I believe in Jesus to forgive me of my sins? Do I believe that that if I follow Him, trust in Him, and allow Him to be in charge of my life, that I will walk with Him and be a part of His family and be in heaven forever. If I believe that, the Bible says, then it's true. If you believe it with all of your heart. But if you choose not to believe, look, that is that person's choice. I can't change their heart. I can't make someone believe. But God can show them the truth of the message of the gospel. God can help them to see that, yes, it's true. And they have got to make that choice at that point. Do I believe? Do I not? Do I trust in Christ or do I not? Maybe I need some more time. Maybe the person needs some more time. And that's okay. But just don't take a long, a long, long time. Truly investigate it. Is it true? Can I have my life changed by God? Will He take control of my life if I give Him control? I can say that He will, but you have to know that in your heart. We think sometimes we're failures, but God is the one who changed the heart. We share the message. The rest is up to Him. But we've got to share the message. 
We've got to share the message. We can't just sit back and say, well, now somebody else will do it. Well, I've got a preacher, he'll do it. Or I've got friends, they'll do it. I know that someone else, I know that talks, talks about God all the time, I know they will do it. But if you are a born-again believer, if you're trusting in Jesus, if you have given your heart to Christ, then it is your responsibility to share with those whom you know about Jesus. Because I don't know everybody you know. Your friends who are talking about Jesus may not know the people you know. They're not going to know everybody you know. They're not going to know your entire family. The families today are so split up. Some live in other states. You've got an aunt that lives way over here in this state. An uncle, you know, who lives over here in his family. I mean, we're not, sometimes we're not all close together. I praise God that many of you have, you know, have family that's still close by. At least you can drive and see them. It's not, doesn't take four days. But you and I are responsible for those that we know. And many, some, many that we don't know. Because we can't choose not to get to know someone just because we don't want to. We were sent, you and I, like John, to share the message of the gospel. You were sent by God as a witness to testify of Christ. And we're to do this because it gives people the opportunity to believe in Jesus. It gives them the opportunity. Where else are they going to have the opportunity? Brother Craig, they listen to the radio. They listen. Look, they can watch our, you know, they can listen to a podcast about Jesus if they want to. They can listen. You know, look, the, the word of God is everywhere. And my goodness, they could do it if they want to. You know what? They want to hear it from someone who loves them and cares for them. They want to hear it from someone who cares about them. Not someone they don't know who lives in another country or another city that they're watching on television or the internet. They want to hear it from somebody who cares. Someone who knows them. Be a witness. Be a one who testifies about Christ in this community. Do that. Start today. Continue today. Be one who shares the message. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today. Lord, we thank you for the message of the gospel. Father, it is God-inspired, God-given. You, you did this. You, you showed us the gospel through your son, Jesus. You showed us what it takes to believe. You showed us the message. You gave it to us. And we're to share it. Father, if there's someone here that needs to, needs to make that decision to follow Christ, maybe today is the day that they want to say, Look, I want Jesus in my heart. I want to be forgiven of my sins. I want God to be in charge of my life. Maybe today someone would like to make that decision. Our heads are all bowed at this moment because we're talking to you, Father. But my eyes are going to open and I want to see if there's someone here today that just wants to say, look, I want Jesus in my heart. Would you simply just raise your hand real quickly? Nobody else is looking around but the pastor. If you need to accept Christ into your heart, would you just raise your hand right now? Just raise it and put it down. 
maybe there's someone here this morning that just wants to say, look, preacher, would you pray for me? Nobody else is looking around but you, and I know that. I'm going to raise my hand. I want you to pray for me. Maybe you would like that. Would you raise your hand today? Maybe times are tough. You're just thinking, look, I just need somebody to pray for me. I will promise to pray for you. Just raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your great love that you have for us. Father, we thank you for just having the desire to care for us. Lord, sometimes I know. I know I give you trouble. And I know you must. God, if you have hair, you must be pulling it out sometimes when you look at me. Father, I thank you for forgiving. For being a forgiving God, I thank you for forgiving me. I thank you for forgiving each one of us who asks to be forgiven. I thank you for being a God who wants to just walk alongside of us in this world and show us the right path. And Father, your desire is that we stay on that right path. So Father, may we be obedient to your voice in our lives. God, I just want to thank you again for these graduates. Lord, as they go forth into the world and go into uh, college, God, that you would enable them, empower them to do their best. Father, help them to stay focused on why they're there. And Lord, I pray, I want to pray right now, that you would send some friends alongside of them. They're going to make some new ones. They, they may have some friends that from school that they see there on campus. But God, I'm going to ask that you bring alongside of them some new friends that would just expand their friendship uh, family. And Father, that you would just bring some good friends alongside of them that would stick with them. And Lord, that they will know for the rest of their lives. God, we pray that you would use them as they seek to follow you. Lord, help them. Give them those good friends. Give them good professors who are understanding and have hearts and that are willing to do what they need to do to help these students do their best. Father, I thank you for this, this one who, who will be returning. And Father, that as he, he goes back, Lord, you would remind him that he has a church that's praying for him. And others, others that we have going back in, going back to college. We have several in our church. Father, continue to enable them to be their best, to do their best. And again, Father, bring alongside of them some friends that will be friends for life. That they will never, that they will never ever want to be apart from. But that they can do life with. God, we thank you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for all that you have done and are doing. Lord, help our ears and our hearts and our minds to be open at all times to your voice in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the broadcast of Words of Encouragement. How important is it to live out our lives as Christians? It is so important. It is so important. It, in fact, I would say it is vital in these days in which we are living. I have uh, called these days triggering times because uh, it just it, there's it doesn't take much to set someone off uh, emotionally, and they get all riled up over things. 
Look, right now, this world needs to see what difference God makes in the lives of His children. And so you and I, it's imperative that you and I as believers stand up and live out His love. It's so important that we show love to those that disagree with us and those with whom we disagree. We have got to be the ones who stand and live on higher ground. So step up, step up, and live on the higher ground, the moral high ground, and let's do what's right. Remember, you matter to God and to us at the First Baptist Church of Winsboro.